0: Philippians chapter three, Paul begins by talking about all the accolades that he had in the flesh, about how he was the man. He was excelling through all the steps of Judaism, the Hebrew of the Hebrews. in the confidence of his own performance, there was no equal. And if he could have achieved the righteousness of God through his own performance, he would have certainly been there. He says in verse 8, but I count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Look at verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. I want you to notice the word press. I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended it, but one thing I do, Notice the word forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, there's the word again, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We go to the Lord in prayer and I want you to pray for me. I made up my mind. I was not going to let anything keep me from being here today. So you just bear with me as we go. I've got a word that I want to tell you today and I have refused to allow myself not to be here. So I want you to pray that the Lord will tell us what we need to know. Father, we commit your word to you. We ask that the Holy Spirit will give your servant energy and utterance, that you yourself will be pleased and praised, honored and glorified, and lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. (coughs) Dr. Benjamin, good to see you. We're glad you're back. Dr. Benjamin Menci received his doctoral degree from, what was it, Cal Berkeley? And you were teaching there as well, is that right? You're a professor at Azusa Pacific University in California. God bless you. We're glad to have you. We're proud of you. You're not proud of him, are you, mama? <laughs> you know, there's two of the toughest-minded people I know. Sandra Joan Mincy, as a single mom, raising these two fine young men, we, our own, Emmanuel and Kenya and Benjamin, I know you get up three or four o'clock every morning to pray and get into the Word, and then go take your job across town as an educator. God has been faithful to you, isn't he? You You have had every reason to quit all these years, and you have persevered. I'm glad to be around tough-minded people. I know some of you. I know some of you have went into great mourning over the ball game the other day. <laughs> now let me tell y'all something. This right here is one of the toughest-minded men I have ever known, Jeremiah Castile. down there on the sidelines, he'd been the chaplain there at Alabama for many years, down there on the sidelines, you saw it all. But let me tell you this, when it was over, it was over, wasn't it? Yes, sir. (laughs) That second. uh, second. When did you turn the page? When the clock, that last pass. Is that true, Simeon? He lives that way? <laughs> when it's over, it's over. Everybody say, next. 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 Right. Amen. 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 <laughs> Notice what Paul said this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind pressing forward to those things which lie ahead. Pastor, how do you forget those things that tend to hold you back? Those things that rise up in your imagination and those things that then grip your emotions and that keep you in lockdown. How do you forget those things? I want you to know what the word forget means and what it doesn't mean. The word forget doesn't mean that there's no record anywhere in your brain. The word forget doesn't mean that it is totally wiped out into oblivion and you never see it or have to deal with it again. The word forget means that it is not allowed the opportunity to stay in a preeminent place of being on the forefront of your mind, which then pollutes your emotions, which then dilutes your will, which then causes you to go into a tailspin and live in the past. To forget means to refuse to hold in the forefront that which you cannot undo. You cannot even redo. It is something that happened, there is something that you had a part in perhaps, but you can't undo it. What Paul is saying here is, and you say, but Pastor, Paul didn't have any of those kind of things. Are you serious? Don't forget, that Paul had actually committed murder. Remember, Paul was the agent that had Stephen, the first martyr, stoned to death. It was Paul's idea. It was Paul's approval. Paul's assignment was to have the first martyr stoned to death. He hated the cause of Christ. He disrupted families. Not only was he a murderer, but he constantly brought upheaval to the early church. Paul had some regrets. I personally believe that Paul had gone through some real heartache as well. I can't prove this to you from the Scriptures, but we all know Paul's pedigree. And the evidence points to the fact that he was a member of the Sanhedrin, that elite group of people in Judaism who had all the credentials of being recognized as being at the top of their game. He says, circumcised the eighth day, verse 5, of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee. Pharisees and members of the Sanhedrin were typically married men. Paul's conversion to Christ, I am absolutely convinced, cost him his marriage. You really couldn't be a member, most probably, of the Pharisees and Sanhedrin without being a married man. No wonder he says in Corinthians that if a non-believer refuses to live with a believer then they are of not under that law anymore. Paul lived that by experience. It's an opinion. But I think an educated one. So don't give me this nonsense that Paul didn't know anything about heartache or regret. A murderer, a man who suffered all kinds of pain in his personal life. Notice what he said, I'm going to forget those things which lie behind. Let me ask you this, is there something or an accumulation of things that you deeply regret. Here's a question for you. Are they on the forefront of your mind, your emotions, and are you absorbed in regret? Here's the next question for you. How much energy does your regrets give you? To move on. How do I forget those things that I deeply regret? Not only the things that are good, Paul had a lot of accomplishments, but the things that have brought me and others pain. To forget, you've got to choose to hit the reset button every day. That means you have to, re- to remind yourself that God saw every choice you were ever going to make before you were ever born and before you ever made it and chose you anyway. Recognize that not only did God see all of that but he knew you and wanted you despite those choices. Remind yourself that his blood has forgiven you of any and all iniquity. Every morning of my life The first thing I pray is, I bless you, O Lord, that you have forgiven all my iniquities. You're not going to be able to forget and keep holding things on the forefront until you hit the reset button and remind yourself that the grace of God has seen you and loved you and forgiven you of all your iniquities. That doesn't give you a license to sin. It gives you the grace to go forward and walk in obedience. Amen. Forgetting those things which are behind. Refusing to stay stuck. You know, sometimes we hold on to our past accomplishments. We live in the rearview mirror, always going over all of our successes. Nothing is more sad than seeing somebody who is still trying to live in a past day of glory and refusing to go forward in the next assignment of life. So many times when you've had great success of making a certain amount of money or having a certain amount of success or accolades, one of the most difficult things you can go through is learning to lay aside and to forget your press clippings. to stop living in how you used to be. Paul says, regardless of all those things that were counted gain to me, I am forgetting those things which are behind. Notice he says in 13, I haven't gotten to where I want to go with the Lord yet, but what I am going to do is to forget those things which are behind and reach forward. Forward to those things which are ahead. I press. What does it mean to press? To press means to exert internal pressure. It means I, I make a decision, and I exert effort, energy, desire. I've got to make an investment in something. I'm. I'm reaching internally towards something. And that internal reaching will cause me to externally reach as well. Paul says, I am pressing toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. I'm refusing to stay stuck either in my past that I regret or in my accolades. I'm going forward. Could you say it with me today, church? It's not enough for me to know the Lord the way I did yesterday. What Paul's saying here is, I'm pressing in. What is he pressing in for? The knowledge the, the, the knowledge of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. The goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What is that? Most people, when they see the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, think of heaven. Well, Paul was saying, if I just could get everything together the way I want it to, and if I could just finish, then I could have that upward call. God would say, okay, good, come on up here. That probably has something to do with it, but that is not all there is to the upward call. Remember in the context, he's talking about knowing Christ in a new area, a new intimacy, to knowing Christ in a deeper way. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. I, I want to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. What did Christ Jesus lay hold of me for? To transform me into His image and likeness. What Paul is saying here is, I am pressing in to know Him in a more intimate way. That He may be manifested in me in a greater way. I'm exerting pressure. The upward call of God has to do with a promotion. It has to do with a promotion of intimacy with the Lord. It has to do with the promotion of the Lord being able to entrust us with greater gifts, greater resources, greater opportunities. It has to do with faithfulness. It is required of a steward that one be found faithful. What is the Lord doing I am drawing you into a greater level of intimacy. I want you to join with me this year, church, as we begin this new year, to say, Lord, I'm going to press in for the goal of the upward call of knowing you at a greater level. Being more entrusted with the resources and the gifts and abilities that you desire to give me. The upward call in Christ Jesus. But notice that you can't forget and you can't get there without pressing. It requires the exertion of internal energy. Can I ask you something? Do you really think that you're going to have a new level of relationship with the Lord if you put it in neutral? If you stay in neutral, you're going to roll downhill. Paul says, you got to press. He didn't say you got to stress. He said you got to press. You've got to exert the internal energy to know Him in a new way. Now, I know some of you have started a, a, a new... Fast and a new reading plan and all that. God bless you. All I'm saying that I want all of us to do today is to make a decision before the Lord that we're going to press in to know Him greater. However, that looks for you, you go for it by the grace of God. But let's make a decision that we're going to press in to know you more. Whom to know is really... You know what? If I'm not pressing in to know him more, that means I really don't believe what the Word says about him is true. If I'm not pressing in, it means that I really don't believe he is who he says he is. If I'm not pressing in, I really don't believe he wants the absolute best for me. If I'm not pressing in, it means that I still believe that my agenda is better for me than his for me. Pressing in. Got a new level in intimacy with you, Lord, in my worship and prayer, in my willingness every day. You don't, you don't have to figure out this vast maze. Just submit every day to him. Make yourself available to him. He knows where you are. He knows how to use you. He knows how to open doors no man can close. He knows, look, God can bring water out of a rock. You don't have to figure out and wrestle to the ground, how in the world am I going to make this happen? You need to be still and know that he is God. God. You need to seek Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Your success doesn't begin with your plan. It begins with greater intimacy with the Lord. Amen. I mean, if your success was all about your efforts, you would have already gotten there, wouldn't you? It begins. Now it's not without energy, it's not without activity, it's not without a plan, but it begins. The focal point is in your intimacy with the Lord. You say, Pastor, that's about as simple. I thought I was gonna hear a knock them out New Year. It's all about simplicity, folks. It's all about a personal relationship with Jesus. There's no show or machine to it. I want you to know something today, Dean and I as your pastors, what a blessing and a privilege it is. I want you to know something on this first Sunday of the new year. We take very serious our assignment to shepherd and cover those who the Lord has called to be part of this faith family. We don't normally give altar calls or have membership drives or meetings. We trust the Holy Spirit to bear witness in you of whether or not this is where you're supposed to connect as a faith family. But I want you to know I go before God every single day. And I want you to know on this first Sunday of the year, I pray over you. Something like this. I pray for all of those, Lord, you've given me to shepherd. Pray that you would keep us, that your joy would be made full in us, that you would keep us from the evil one and sanctify us in the truth, that your word is truth. And I want you to know, Lord, I sanctify myself today on behalf of those you've given me, and I ask you to make us one. Strengthen us with might in our inner man, that Christ may be formed in us through faith, that we'd be rooted and grounded in love, may truly come to know the length and depth and height and breadth and fully know by experience for ourselves the love of God, which far surpasses mere knowledge. Fill us with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we may walk in a manner worthy of you, fully pleasing you at all times, bearing fruit in every good deed, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy and oh, that you would bless us indeed and enlarge our territory, that your hand would be with us, that you would keep us from evil and the evil one, that we may not Cause pain. So, for your protection, for your intimacy with the Lord, for a greater revelation of the love of God, for a greater revelation of the wisdom and mind and will of God, and for the blessing of God to absolutely grip and carry you in your business in everything that your hand touches, I want you to know that there's an old man that sometimes falls on the ground in the middle of the night. You are covered in prayer. Twice this week. Twice this week, I was by myself and I had a cleansing cry. You know what a cleansing cry is? I'm not a tearful, emotional man by wiring. I don't remember a cleansing cry. I saw Bryant pass. You can't work that up. You can't orchestrate it or make it happen. I want some of you to know here today. some point, perhaps when you are alone with the Lord, He's going to touch you in a way that is unusual. Just let the down break. let the down break. It's a gift. It's not weakness. This song this week, and I asked Sharon to include it, oh, I want to know you more deep within my soul. I want us to stand together. I want us to sing it together as our closing song. ought to see you next Sunday. Thank you for being here on this wonderful first Sunday of the new year. Look, let's forget that. I want you to say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I hereby decide that I'm going to forget the things that lie behind. I refuse to allow to stay on my mind in the forefront all those past failures, regret is gone. In the name of Jesus, give me greater revelation of the love of God, the forgiveness and grace of God. I decide today that by your power, by your strength, through your grace, I'm moving on. In the name of Jesus, all those things, good and bad, I'm forgetting and I'm moving ahead for those that lie ahead, I thank you that my future is bright. You have a plan for me, for not for calamity, but for a future and a hope. Well-being. Oh, thank you. I want you to sing with me this song together. Oh, I want to know you more.